AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. It's another episode of Love Insight. Love Insight, the podcast that covers the love is blind global phenomenon. I keep calling it a global phenomenon because everywhere we go, it grows. I mean, it is remarkable. We are, uh, at the time we are recording this podcast, just a couple weeks, not even a month removed from its debut, and uh, yet it is still a topic of conversation, one of the hottest uh, pop culture topics of conversation going. The voice you just heard, (laughs) Giannina Milady Jabelli, G. Yeah, I get to call her G now. And I get to call you money. Yes, you do. And uh, we have already learned a whole lot. We have had an extended conversation with Rory, someone who had about three minutes of airtime. We've had an extended conversation with Carlton. Uh, And obviously, we got to hear your backstory because you are the host of this pod. But right now, we get to have a discussion with the reason we're here. Uh, Without the big brain of Chris Colin, we're not sitting here right now. My third dad... Is that what you call him? Why do you call him your third dad? Because I feel like he created me in a way. Or he (laughs) was able to open up a side of me in a way that no one else has been able to. How often do you hear that, Chris? Never. (laughs) This is the first (laughs) time. This is the first time, yeah. Pretty heavy, right? That's awesome. Pretty heavy stuff. You got uh, got 30 children now that you are responsible for. I already had had four before (laughs) I came here, so now yes. (laughs) Chris, you are the the creator, the, I don't even know all the titles I should attach, producer, everything, executive producer, all of those, right? Am I getting it right? Am I not? Yes, that's correct. All of those. How did you come up with it? Um, you know, I think we wanted to create a show for Netflix. Um, Netflix is a global platform, and we've done a lot of relationship shows in the past. Um, you know, Married at First Sight is a show that we do. We've done Seven Year Switch, Pride and Prejudice, and thinking about what unites people worldwide, what everyone in the world wants to feel, it's to be loved for who they are on the inside. Everybody wants to be loved regardless of where you're from or what you look like or how much money you have, or, you know, your class, your background, everyone, you know, and if you want a long-term relationship, ultimately, 
you know, what you look like when you go into that relationship is going to change over 10 or 20 or 30 years. So um, I wanted to have a show about, you know, who we are, like I said, on the inside. Um, so a lot to unpack there. One, mm. because you mentioned you have created a lot of these shows, uh, a yes. lot that are very successful. What percentage of it, and I keep doing this little pie, like mm. what percentage of it was you just brainstorming what hasn't been done? What, what have we not gotten to yet when it came to this? I think a lot of it. A right. lot of it. You know, you want to do something that's unique in its own being and something that's not derivative. And then did you kind of find the, I don't know if altruism is the right term, but did you kind of find something maybe more than just a show that hadn't been done for? Just hearing the way you describe it, you know, it's, it, it's, it's very virtuous that you would want to try to create and build these relationships like, you know, the, the foundation that is built in this show. Well, I think, the, I think the key question of the show is not, um, or the key point of view of the show is not that love is blind. I think the key question of the show is whether love is blind. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, if you start with love and then you go out into the world, which everyone describes as very polarized today, um, there's a lot of judgment, there's a lot of vitriol on social media. The question is, can love overcome the judgments that people throw at you or that you create for yourself? Um, and I think it's fascinating to watch what happens. Gee, I think you can answer quite a few of those, right? Because you went through it. Yes. I mean, I think I discovered love in so many different ways, right? Um, I experienced love in many different forms, like love for myself, love for my family, love for someone else. And I don't know if you knew that people were going to experience all these different types of love. I mean, it's the, you know, love is a universal language, Right. Um, so did you think that we were going to go through like this period of self-discovery to get to accepting someone else into our lives? Or how do you think that was going to play mean, out? I, was, I, I don't know about you. I was pretty blown away by what happened. I thought yeah. there was a good <laughs> chance that when we went into the pods that people were going to connect in a way that they didn't. You know, people describe um, the experience of finding someone to love today as being very difficult. You know, there are more ways than ever to find someone to love you know, a lot of technology, a lot of devices, mm -hmm. and people sort of counterintuitively, it's, you know, it, it, they feel like they're disposable when they think about how they, they find love. They think that, you know, the way that they're judged is on a very surface level. Um, they find themselves judging other people on a very surface level. Mm -hmm. And so I thought by taking those devices away and creating an intimate and comfortable environment that people would feel like they could connect in a different way. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't think I ever imagined the success, you know, the overwhelming, I mean, it, we, we didn't. I mean, we ended mm -hmm. up with eight couples that were engaged. I what thought, did you expect? Uh, you know, I was hoping that we would get a couple, you know, a couple right. of engagements. I really had no idea that we would, you know, get as many as we had. And, and you know, ultimately we had so many that, you know, we couldn't follow all of them, you know. I mean, right. you How'd talked you about Rory. I mean, we couldn't, we you know, it didn't even follow Rory's engagement. So uh, when we talked to Rory, we said, you know, why didn't you make the cut? He's like, I don't know. I'm still trying to answer that question. Maybe you can answer the, the question of how did you decide which couples to take with you and which two to leave behind? Uh, you know, it was not science. It was just really random, um, to be honest. I mean, we just picked people that, you know, we thought for different reasons would be complementary to, you know, different uh, couples uh, to each other. And, um, you know, kind of just hope to wing in a prayer. And was it, did you base any of it on more likely to say yes? Was it conflict? What were you, I guess what I'm asking is, did, did you have something you were looking well, for? Well, I think it was amazing in that when, you know, uh, 
when the reveals happened, you know, we thought that, so when the reveals being the first time they saw each other, right. so, you know, um, I, I think that we expected that there might be more um, surprise with people who came together who had fallen in love and then saw each other for the first time. People mm-hmm. might um, look at one another and not, you know, um, feel it. Be, be, com- yeah, be, may- well, what are let down. Oh. Well, <laughs> Excuse me. But, you know, <laughs> Jessica, Jessica wasn't, you know, Jessica, really? when you watch, I, I, that's what G said. It, I, when you, yep. when you look at the oh, show, yeah. and I, I, when I, I remember being there for the reveal and watching Jessica, and it is almost like the wind is completely sucked out of her body. Mm-hmm. You know, she is, she, it's like, you and know, I read that as disappointment. Like, uh, oh my God, not at all, mm-mm. not at all. And then when you see her and it's so authentic and so real and she talks about the, the fact that she fell in love with someone, mm-hmm. not for how he looked and he is her person and, and she, but even in that moment, she talks about how there will be people who have judgment, right, of their relationship, mm-hmm. but she doesn't care because this is her man. They're going to live well into the future together as a couple and I, there's no way that she's putting that on. I feel like she genuinely... And so that was the biggest surprise to me, was that regardless of the differences... See, I read it like she just wanted to go to Mexico. I was like, you know what? She just wants to... She wants this thing to keep going. (laughs) I don't don't believe that for a second. So obviously, you know, we were taken out of the pods and then we're put into Mexico before going back into our work lives or, you know, our social lives. When did you start seeing the external factors start creeping in to because it happened to me it happened to jessica it happened i think it happened to every single couple obviously but when did you start seeing the external factors start taking a toll on the relationships uh you know i think external factors can either you know enhance the relationship or they can you know it can it can be an impediment Mm -hmm. um and i think look as soon as you see each other it mm-hmm. comes into play, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think for different people, mm-hmm. um, there are different physical factors. You know, it, it could be, does how I look matter? Mm-hmm. It could be, you know, is how old I am? Does that matter? You know, when you go to see, you know, uh, where the other person lives, you know, does that matter? You mm-hmm. know, because, because when you're in the pods and you talk about, you know, you might say, hey, I'm a really neat person. Mm-hmm. And you might say, I really like a neat person. Mm-hmm. But then when you go to see Damien's place mm-hmm. and you're like, this is not what I'd call neat. Right. Like, this is, he's really a slob, <laughs> you know, or whatever, right. you know. And I feel like so, so part of it is that you you're connecting on a, on a really emotional level. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, your expectations in the mm-hmm. material world might be very different. Yeah. Cause I felt like we romanticized so much and I think we do it through Tinder, through hinge. And it's like, Oh, like this person, obviously, you know, it looks like a really stand up guy and has a really great job. And we romanticize these relationships. And then once we start to actually touch and feel on all these different parts, it's like, wait, like you're just a normal person. So I think that's when it started to kind of, well, I think there's a, there is a romantic aspect to it, but I also think it was fascinating to me, you know, talking to everybody who went through the, the pods, mm-hmm. you know, every single person that, that I've spoken to, whether they got engaged or not, said it was a completely transformative experience, mm-hmm. that it changed their lives forever. Did that surprise you? Um, absolutely. You know, and, really? and I think people were really honest, and it's one of the things I'm most proud about this show is that, that we, you know, we've been really transparent and, um, you know, haven't really flinched away from any subject matter. And I think, you know, um, the, the honesty of, of, you know, the experience is that people went in being 
curious. That was a sort of a casting. That was the number one casting priority was that was we, what? we wanted people who were genuinely interested in finding a life partner and, and genuinely curious about getting married. Mm-hmm. I think it would truly be How'd impossible by talking to people and, you know, by trying to see if they are by, you know, part of it's a gut thing, right. you know, through our casting team trying to, you know, again, coming from doing a lot of relationship shows, whether people feel genuine or not. But I think no matter whether you are genuine about that or not, I think that people felt like, um, you know, hey, I'm going to go on into this experience. It's going to be fun. I'm going to meet some cool people. You know, great. I have no idea really mm-hmm. whether I'm I'm going to get, you know, whether I'm going to fall in love, whether I'm going to find someone I want to propose to. And the amount of emotion, I mean, you, you know this, <laughs> the amount of emotion, you know, by by day three, day four, day five, you know, Lauren talking to you in the scene on the show, you know, day two, she's like, oh, she sees you in the hall and walks down the hall. It's like, I'm crying mm-hmm. in the pod yeah. with a, you know, a guy I just met a day ago. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. And I mean, there was something about that experience that that ended up having people describe their feelings for the person on the other side of the wall as different than they had ever felt in their life for people they had dated for two, three, four, five years or for their own family. And clearly, you know, it's a great success for you. It's the reason why the show is as successful as it's been. So what did you think was good? Like, so let's go through, let's go step by step. One, why the pods? How did you come up with that? Two, what did you think was going to happen? And three, what surprised you that Um, did happen? So the pods really came, you know, came about because we wanted to create an environment where people would feel very comfortable to be emotionally intimate. You know, um, we wanted to, you know, there's no production crew in the pods. The, you know, cameras are all hidden, you know, so people, we wanted people to feel just very comfortable and at home. There were, you know, the drinks if they, they wanted to have, you know, multiple different kinds of drinks or, or, you know, people could bring food into the pod. We wanted them to feel like there's a blanket if, you mm-hmm. know, you wanted to, you know, cuddle up, however mm-hmm. you wanted to do it. We soundproof the pods. So you couldn't hear what was going on, you know, in the in the pods next to you. And there's a little speaker at the front um, and there's a wall. And at one point we thought about the wall um, sort of being something that you could you could genuinely see the, the shadow of the person. Sort of like an opaque. You yes, can, you can, right. that's right. We mm-hmm. thought about doing that and we decided not to because so we we wanted to because we didn't want to give any idea of the shape mm-hmm. or or size Height, but weight any of that nothing mm-hmm. like that so but the wall ends up moving in in a way that some people describe as as sort of hypnotic and <laughs> yeah. yeah and was and, it g it was like yeah it kind of puts you in a trance and i mean coming from a catholic background i was gonna I, say it's a confessional man i was gonna say <laughs> did you get like any inf- like religious influence because when i was in there i was just like all right let me confess my sins <laughs> <laughs> which is great I, and i think you know look everyone everyone has a has a different experience yeah. of being in there and sure. and that's the thing you can really shape the experience to be your own thing yep. and but but you know having Having something that's moving mm-hmm. and having the speaker right there, you know, which is the way that you hear the person on the other side of the walls through this little speaker, um, it, it, you know, you it directs your attention to the front of the pot and it makes, I think it, it makes you feel like there's a living, breathing being right there mm-hmm. in front of you, um, even though you can't see them and can't touch them. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really, I think it was really cool. Yeah. You know, what, uh, what surprised you those first 10 days? 
the you already the, talked about Lauren and like you know just after a day is that what it was just the immediacy of how quickly it happened? Uh, not the not the necessarily the immediacy, but just the depth um, of connection that we got, the breadth mm-hmm. of connection, the depth of connection, um, and the way that people described that. You know, people would talk about, oh my God, you know, I've been single for so long. I have friends who have been single for so long; they have horrible luck. And I'm going to come out of here and I'm going to tell them that the way they've gonna, they're going to find someone is like we we've got to set them up in a pod and like that's the way that they're going to find a, a person. And, you know, um, and so that was, that was really, really cool. I think, um, just the, just the, the way that they described their, um, experience, they would say, and it's true, they'd say, you know, you're going to have hundreds of hours of incredible content, which is true. Mm -hmm. We have so much. I mean, we could have made a 20 hour series just based on what happened in the pods. Um, there's so much incredible stuff that we weren't able to show. And, um, you know, I think that it's, uh, why not, you know, why not release that? Well, you, well, you never know what might happen. There we go. But, um, oh man, there's you so much You never know. But, yeah, um, Cause I think you're, you, you hit it like as good as, and, and we got conflict in Mexico and that, you know, you always want that and you kind of, then you have sort of the, the peak, uh, you know, and, and the, you know, the, the finish of the weddings. But I think the pods are probably what were the most compelling of, of everything. That's what I think really surprised me about the show is those conversations yeah. were kind of, I don't know, you almost wanted them to go back to the yeah. pods for a little bit longer because you felt no, like you learned more inside of them. <laughs> I think, look, I, I think every, everyone um, has a different favorite part of their show. I think, you know, there, there's a favorite. lot of, yeah, is, yeah. What uh, was yours? Uh, you know, I, I think the, I think the entirety of the journey, um, you know, there isn't one part of it that would be complete without the rest of it. Was there so, one episode that you're like, hey, if I got to submit, this is the episode I'm sending in? No. No? No. I guess it's true. It's different. It's, it's different baby. for you. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh, you like yeah. the, the infancy, the toddler stage, the teenage years. A hundred percent. Yeah. But you know, there, again, in the pods, there, there were some, you know, there, there was, I know you were talking to Carlton on a previous episode yes. and, and well, uh, I, want, I do want to get into that because yeah. he had quite a bit to say, but it was interesting, you know, so Carlton obviously connected with, um, Diamond, but you know, there's another woman named Brianna that he connected with he as brought well. That up, yeah. Yeah. And it was incredible to me, like one of the, one of the great moments, you know, in terms of the, the, the depth of emotion in the pods where was where um you know brianna thought that she was falling in love with carlton and you know carlton was falling in love with diamond and you know carlton ultimately had to tell brianna that that he wasn't you know he wasn't going to move forward with her and she had probably as close to a panic attack as as i've ever seen and she um in one of the trailers that's up on netflix um i think it's like the season super t or i don't know what they call it but um you see a woman from the back from behind and she's she's walking out of the facility and she's huffing and and panting and saying what's wrong with me what's wrong with me what's wrong with me and she can't she can't catch her breath mm-hmm. and 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 it, i i was right behind her in that moment and i went out to talk to her right after that moment and and what was so moving about that was that she felt because of the the construct of the pods mm-hmm. that she was being rejected for who she was internally which is a horrible thing to feel and not and what I, you look like it happened to and, a couple of us we had all a lot of people had anxiety attacks i myself had uh, like two I think and it was at the moment where I was just like I remember I was looking at myself in the mirror because I couldn't even face myself because I was just like I have to go and tell him who I am and I remember I was like you have to face yourself and when I did that I just broke 
And I think that what you're saying is to me, you know, if it's, if it's, if there's something that ultimately is really surprising, Mm -hmm. it's that I think not just that people fell in love, um, but that people learned as much about themselves, you know, as much about a journey of self-discovery as it was about a, a journey of finding another person. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm late. I'm late. Three very important Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from undercover tourists. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from undercover tourists and authorized seller and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with undercover tourists now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. I asked this um, to Rory, and and he said it's the exact opposite. Not that I should lead you with an answer, but uh, I said, do you think it's not that you were being your true self, but you were being yourself in this weird environment that you had never been dropped into before and will never be dropped into again, so it's hard to ever be that person again? Does that make sense at all, that, that you are reacting to your environment as opposed to maybe discovering a different part of yourself that you didn't know that was there? I think there's a little bit of both. I mean, I think you're in the environment. So, of course, you're, you're, uh, you know, you're sort of encouraged and enabled to act in a certain way that, that maybe, you know, might be difficult for you to, to do on the outside of that experience. But I also think that, you know, again, whether people follow through and, gee, you could probably, you know, talk about this, you know, certainly better than me. Um, a lot of people talked about feeling as they exited the pods that, that they were going to be changed in the way that they looked at people um, outside of the pods in, in their, you know, life in the real world. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, after going through falling in love with people in such a weird way and to, I obviously fall in love with Damien, but I, and I, I think you've heard me say this, I fell in love with everyone there because there was just so much truth and beauty and realization and acceptance going on in this special, special place. And we would always tell each other, like, 
no one is going to understand this because it was true and true a social experiment and it was a place where we were able to just let every single wall down and we became each other's confidants and it was just such a a therapeutic thing I can't even put it into words I'm glad you said that about you know nobody understanding that because that's the thing that I heard over and over Mm -hmm. from from you and from other people there was that again even if we had made a 20 hour series the again just the idea of being able to connect in that way and open up in that way was going to be impossible to to really translate to an audience well then it begs the question and i don't know if you've patented the idea already but uh, is there going to be a series of uh chris colin pod meet centers where people can actually (laughs) like set up an appointment like hey i'm gonna come in at eight o'clock and you get to log in and you just have a number and then if you hit it off with someone you can set your appointment the following day have you thought about that where you can apply this to general society you you never know (laughs) (laughs) either i just planted a seed or i've just said something you're like really you're really bringing that up right now already oh, you know how early we are into this we have, the, the concrete hasn't even been poured yet my gosh um pop-ups how, exactly that's right we can do it with pop-ups, pop-ups did you ever think about i was just when you mentioned you thought about making it opaque and where you could maybe see an outline of someone did you ever think about making it a thin enough wall where you could actually feel the person, even if it was just like, I don't know, a, a quarter of an inch of rubber where you could maybe feel the heat from their hand, something like that. We thought a lot about what the separation would be. And, and we thought that, you know, if you could touch them, you know, you could sort of make out shapes and sizes. And so we decided to not do that. Right. But to your point, I, and this is at that point where no one will understand what we went through, but I was able to make out shapes and sizes just based off of the sixth sense that I developed. Maybe because maybe blind people, maybe we can get someone that's blind on here to talk about this, but because of the vibrations that I was feeling, I developed the sixth sense where I was like, he's tall, he's lanky, he has this type of hair, he has this type of eye color because of the vibrations that I was getting. And that's, that's just, fascinating. it was, a, I'm telling you, it was an experiment, man. <laughs> and what you was your, uh, what was your accuracy rate when you got to see everybody? Oh, How God. close were you? Uh, I was, I was right about the sizes, but I was completely off about skin color, eye color, like all the colors were wrong, but I feel like I got the, the, the mass of people correct. So love is colorblind is what you're telling me. <laughs> that it is not blind <laughs> entirely. Right. Um, one of the things that we regularly see in a lot of these um, are conflict, a lot of conflict. And it seemed like it, there was potential for conflict in the facilities between the girls and the guys because it's 15 and 15. Did, was there more? You mentioned how many hours you have. Was there more than we saw? Um, and if there wasn't, were you surprised? Because obviously you've done this before. You know um, kind of what you can get out of this in terms of, of conflict. More conflict in that, the, than, in, than we in saw the in the ten episodes, yeah. Or no, no, not in the pods in the facility between guys with one another and girls with one another because they're interested in the same person. I, you know what? I think there, there was some, but actually, in a way, I think because of the way that people were opening up inside of the pods, there was actually more bonding um, between the women and between the the men. I think that, um, of course, yes, there's some rivalry, and sometimes people felt like. I mean, you saw that on the show, you know, particularly with regard to Elsie and, and Amber. Right. And I think that, you know, Elsie, um, you know, and Amber, uh, you know, felt like they were very different kind of people. And they, they each really wanted, you know, Barnett to choose them. And they both, you know, I, you know, I don't know that they liked each other that much, but I don't think that they, um, you know, they, I think they just chose to stay away from each other. 
you know, as much mm-hmm. as they possibly could. Mm-hmm. Did that surprise you? It, it really did surprise me. Like, I had assumed that there was that moment when Mark and Burnett recognized they were both interested in Jessica, and, and it seemed like, you know, there was something that was brewing, and then it just kind of fell by the wayside. Well, I think, you know, Mark talks about on the show that he, um, you know, he there's nothing he can do about it. You know, it's like if ultimately Jessica wants to, you know, go off, he talks about how his mom said, you know, you love something, you let it go. And if it comes back to you, it's yours. And if you don't, you know, if it doesn't come back, then it's not. And that's how he felt. Um, So I think that he chose not to get into a conflict. And I think that, you know, Barnett, as you have seen, you know, Barnett was interested in (laughs) Jessica, but also, you know, uh, Amber and and also LC. Yeah. And, you know, and maybe even some others, you know, Um, but yes. Why the decision to send them to Mexico together to have everybody still be? Or is that just for production reasons and that's easier? Was there something behind that that you still wanted these? You mean to, to meet? Yeah, that, that you know that you still wanted them to interact with one another after they selected their fiance, and you still wanted them to all have that connection with one another. What was kind of the thought behind that? Well, because I think that it, it, one of the fascinating things about this experiment is the idea that they've all dated mm-hmm. right uh, I mean Gigi you said that on the on the show you know mm-hmm. we all dated um, and and that's fascinating so everyone knew each other really really well um, but didn't know what the others looked like mm-hmm. right and so to get an opportunity to and, and I think look the the most pronounced um, version of this was you know Jessica and Mark and you know, Jessica describing before everyone met, you know, well, Mark's a little smaller than, you know, maybe the guys I would, you know, date and Mark's a, and, and then she saw Barnett and by the way, going into it, there's no way to know, you know, who people might be interested or not be interested in, but then she sees Barnett and, you know, if she finds Barnett more attractive, does that matter? It wasn't, it will matter. We didn't go into it saying it will matter. The question is, does it matter? Should it matter? If you're in love with someone and you're engaged to be married to them, mm-hmm. you've chosen to spend your life, you've chosen them to spend your life with, should it matter if you find somebody else more attractive? And you know, maybe there's no answer to that and maybe the answer is different for different people. That's what I think is fascinating about the show. Did you think that anyone in particular was going to latch on to the other once they saw each other in person? I, I don't think we had any preconceived notions at all. I think we, we really and truly just wanted to let it unfold in a natural, mm-hmm. organic way. And, and you know, and, and truth is stranger than fiction. And just, you know, we wanted to just let it go. I want to go back to, to what you said with, with Mexico, because it's interesting. Because, G, you said um, that you fell in love with everyone. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like it, it's, it's different. Right than just being in Mexico and I'm at the pool and hey, there's a super attractive woman that I physically am attracted to versus, but they have this emotional connection. So it's it's almost different. It's like it's I don't want to say it's sinister, but man, that's tough. Like you have to some degree fallen in love and giving part of yourself to this person, and if you do find them more physically attractive, you're already in love with them emotionally, right? Yeah, but it's for me, it was a very clear cut answer of. This is a love, a friendship type of love, and this is a romantic type of love. Um, and so when I saw everyone, I was just like, Kenny, I know you. Like, you're my friend. Like, I love you, but like, that's it. But what if it wasn't Kenny? What if it was Travis? Who's Travis? Tra- I'm sorry. Who was, who's our 31-year-old virgin? 
Taylor? Taylor. What if it was Taylor? See, I don't even know his name. I just know him as the 31-year-old virgin. Well, Taylor, I already had... I became more of like his confidant. So I saw myself already more of like his friend. And then I saw him in person and I was like, there's no physical connection. And and I think here's the thing. I I think that, again, for different people, there were different experiences. So I think, you know, for Gigi and Damien, they were... There was more of a you know, direct connection for them in in the pods and, you know, less of a love triangle happening for either one of them in the same way that for Lauren and Cameron, mm-hmm. you know, it was right. like they were, sure, they were dating other people and, you know, but I think they were always drawn mostly to one another. To mm-hmm. I think for Jessica. That's what I'm getting or at. Or for Barnett, I think that in the pods, their their emotional experience in the pods, they had a hard time deciding you know who the person they didn't they didn't go wow i i you know i it's you and i'm you know zeroed on you they bounced around quite a bit i guess yeah i guess what i'm getting at because i've been pretty hard on jessica the whole the whole time i think most people gotta get her on here i know exactly (laughs) but i I think i guess it it kind of speaks that that helped bring some clarity like you know what that's totally believable if barnett is more her kind of uh, you know guy physically than mark and she fell in love with both of them, well, then obviously she's going to not necessarily feel like cheated is probably the wrong word, but like, wow, yeah, that's, that's who I'm supposed to be with. That's who I fell in love with, and that's the physical attraction that I, that I would have were I able to see him. And, and I, again, one of the things I, I really love about uh, you know, the show and the, the way that our participants, you and Gigi and, and uh, you know, everyone put themselves out there, is that that scene which comes immediately after um, Jessica has seen Barnett for the first time outside and they, you know, she and Mark go back to their room mm-hmm. and, you know, she is, you know, I, I think she is completely overwhelmed mm-hmm. and I think that's very real. Right. You know, I think she's very, um, you know, I, I can relate to her in that situation. Mm-hmm. I think she's a very relatable person yeah. in that she probably at that point really for the first time she like has had a little bit more to drink than she you know mm-hmm. wants to but it's understandable why she would do that yeah. you know i think it's like oh my god i like w- what is going on in my world my mind is blown i mean we all coped in completely different ways yeah asking the right questions can greatly impact your future especially when it comes to your finances So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm late. I'm late. Very important. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from undercover tourists. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from undercover tourists and authorized seller and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with undercover tourists now and save. Undercover tourist. 
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. So we had Carlton on. Yeah. Um, when you decided, and we asked him, you know, how how much did you kind of ping pong back and forth, whether or not you wanted to do this, you know, based on your fluidity, your sexuality, um, how hard was that, and how much did you talk about that and and putting him on as part of this cast? Well, he he said that he wanted a wife. He wanted to be married to a female person. Um, that was what he was looking for. Um, he did not want to be with a with a man. Um, and you know that you know. I, it's hard to, I mean, if somebody is saying that sure. and, you know, you have to kind of take that at face value and, and, you know, his, um, so it wasn't really a hard choice to allow. I mean, I think we want to be open to anyone right. who wants to find love based on who they are on the inside. And, and ultimately, um, you know, what happened with Carlton and, and Diamond, I think is, you know, it's interesting to see what would have happened had Carlton actually revealed um, what he felt was his big secret mm-hmm. prior to uh, you know them meeting for the first time. Is there anyone because um, he had brought it up? He's like, I wasn't producer coached or pushed or anything like that. Um, is there any involvement? Like, did he when he decided to say that to the camera versus saying it to Diamond? Do you remember that? And like, how did all of that come up? How did he come to that conclusion that he was going to do that that day? Well, I think it was he was you know I mean he had talked about it in interview. I mean he talked about it during the pods in interview because he was you know he was struggling with it. You know he felt like the whole you know premise of being in the pods was again that you were revealing you know all of yourself, right. and I think that. Diamond certainly felt like, you know, one of the reasons she felt so comfortable and confident um, about the decision to marry him was that she felt that she had opened up to him in a way that no, she had never opened up to another man. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, that uh, he had done the same. And that was an incredibly emotional thing for her. And so, um, no, we didn't tell him to say it or not say it. And I think, you know, it's really interesting. You can see his body language, you know, when he has proposed to her and she's accepted his proposal and you can see him struggling there with, oh my gosh, she just said mm-hmm. yes. And he's crying and he, you can tell that he's torn. He's conflicted about whether or not he's going to tell her then and he decides not to. And he decides that he doesn't want to do it, you know, until after he sees her. And then, you know, it's interesting you know, and again, we had no idea what he was going to do. But I think that when they got what to... What if he didn't share it with, with you in the pods? Would you have been fine with that? He shares it with you through the interview, casting, and then never well, makes mention I, of it. I don't... 
you know, I don't know that he, I, I mean, look, he, he never had to share it with anybody at any time. I mean, right. he could have gone into a situation. We, that's what we brought up to him. We were like, you didn't have to do this. Yeah. And well, he, he could have, he could have lied about everything. You know, he could have, he could have not, or, or, you know, omitted right. everything. You know, he could have just not ever brought it up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether people would have found out or known or whether it would have been relevant, who knows? I mean, it was his choice. You know, to articulate, and I think, look, that's part of the experience of being in the pods. Was you know, people opened up in a huge way about their insecurities. You know, whatever it was that they were insecure about, mm-hmm. whether that was you know, being feeling different, feeling you know, uh, you know, um, insecure about you know, body or um, you know, emotionally or family or whatever. I think that you know, it really brought that out of people and had them examine it. It was such a trickle effect, I feel. I feel like we, I don't know if we ever all, we never we never planned to go in there and say, I'm going to go ahead and talk about, you know, the worst thing that's ever happened in my life. But it was so interesting. I think we kind of all had like hive mind where it was we, we all would cry on the same day or we all would be happy on the same day. And it's just so interesting how we all kind of just connected in that really like innate level. I don't know how you, I don't know if you, while you're on the other side watching it, you're like, what's going on? I don't, it's just interesting. What about um, meeting the families? And and was there any was there any family that surprised you? Was there anything that 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 jumped out? I know, you know, I think one of the more powerful moments, obviously, was Cameron meeting Lauren's dad. Um, and, and that was, a, I would assume, a very I don't know if you were there for it, but it, it certainly seemed like a very special moment. Was there was there anything that that you can kind of think back to that that sticks out? Uh, you know, I think some people, uh, no, to me, the unpredictability of the meetings is really the most interesting thing. You know, I think that, you know, you know, sometimes, um, you know, you look at Barnett and Amber, I think, you know, Barnett was super nervous about going to meet, you know, her mom Right. and her mom, you know, she's like, why you want to marry my daughter? But other than that, it's like, oh my God, this is incredible. This is the best thing ever, mm-hmm. you know? And he seemed I, more nervous to meet his, for her to meet his family. Like there was something. I think he was nervous on both ends. Yeah, you know, um, and I think that, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, some people were just completely. And this is again part of, you know, you start with love. Can love overcome if there are, you know, family obstacles? If, mm-hmm. if family does say, "What are you doing?" You know, like like Barnett's brother said to him, "Like, right. what are you doing?" You know, I think your family, you know, threw out mm-hmm. some some healthy skepticism about. Are you sure? You, you know, you want to, yeah. And mm-hmm. and and I think that. And whereas you know, Amber's mom was like, "Hey, great, let's let's do this." Mm-hmm. You know, and and so I think that um, you know that to me is the most interesting thing. It's just that different you know people you know and Lauren's dad, you know, really wanted to you know in his own way right. you know grill. Camera. I mean, she had never introduced any uh, boyfriend ever to her dad. Right. So it was. This was a big moment for her. You know. What about some of the uh, the news out there that they that like Jessica and Mark were forced to go through with the wedding, and that's why the same with Kenneth and and um, uh, Kenny and Kelly. Kenny and Kelly. Sorry that that they knew they weren't going to get engaged, but had to go through it. Um. Nobody had to do anything. Nobody was forced to do anything. Um, I think that you can see, um, based on the fact that uh, Diamond and Carlton didn't go through with uh, their, you know, to their wedding, 
um, that nobody was made to do anything. Uh, you know, Kenny and Kelly don't talk about being forced to do that. Kenny and Kelly have said, oh, they talked about, you know, not wanting to go through it. Saying no. Right? But, I'll, but I'll, take, I'll take those one at a time. So, you know, Jessica, Mark has never said that he was forced to go through with the wedding. You know, Jessica, I think, look, again, I like Jessica. I think Jessica's a smart person. Mm-hmm. I think Jessica's a nice person. I think Jessica's a real person. I think Jessica has gone through a crazy time, not only on the in, in the experiment and not only having her heart, you know, in all different places with Mark and with Barnett, and um, but now seeing the show play back. I mean, this is a crazy experience because a you go through this emotional roller coaster, right, and then. Now, and you make mistakes, and you do things that you regret, and now you have to watch it back. Just imagine you do that. But now, imagine you have to watch it back, but the entire world is also watching all the mistakes you made. Oh, and not like only me. that, yeah. they're, they're, they're judging you, and they're yeah. throwing out you know, hate to you, and, and it's a really hard experience. And so I think Jessica, I mean, when, when Jessica, and you see it on the show, when Jessica was in Mexico, and, you know, it was after she she saw Barnett and I think her head was completely spun around, you know, and she had spent a couple days there and she felt and she t- says it on the show. I don't think I can do this. And she takes off her ring. Nobody made her take off her ring. Nobody made her put her ring back on. You know, she decided to if Jessica had wanted to quit the show and, and run go away, home, say, I'm by done. the way, that would have been incredible television. Right. And I would have followed that all the way. You know, Jessica decided, and I am, you know, happy she did this because the the whole point of this is it's an experiment. You start with love, you know, you get engaged, and your wedding date is set four weeks from then, right? And you are going to face a lot of obstacles. The question is, you know, can your love overcome the obstacles? And I think Jessica, to her credit, said, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot. And I think Jessica felt that, you know, she at some point was going to run into somebody that said, this is not the right relationship for you. Whether it was, you know, her friends or his friends or his family or somebody was going to say, don't do it. And every time she'd put that out there, everybody'd be like, yeah, this is amazing. This is great. And mm-hmm. like, what, you know, what do you have to be worried about? And, and eventually after hearing that, and she started to build confidence in herself and I think and in the relationship so much so that they slept together nobody made her sleep with Mark nobody made them have sex nobody made her go with her friends and cheers to being Mrs. Cuevas right nobody she does that all on her own and when you watch the scene where she's you were there Gigi when she was trying on her wedding dress and you see how conflicted she is because she's you know it's like is is it feel right is it not feel right is it feel like how does that feel like that's those are very real feelings and so I applaud her for going through with it and I will tell you being at her wedding um, and and not knowing what was going to happen I never knew what was going to happen at any of the weddings by the way it was just incredible um, and you know seeing Mark say I do I had no idea what she was going to say I thought there was a great chance that she might ultimately go through with it did it, it forgive my ignorance did it always go in the same order was it always guy first, girl? or No, it wasn't because you said yes, and we'll get to that later. <laughs> so how did you decide who was going to? I didn't decide anything. You didn't? Um, no, I didn't. You know. So it was just sometimes it was the guy, sometimes 
It yeah, was the girl that, them, that, each that of got the chance their, to say yes each or no. Each of them planned their own, you know, right. to the So it was up to them which one was going to be able to say I do or I don't I, first. I have to be honest, I'm not in the weeds of planning the, right. the vows. It's just odd that, that some, some started with the guy, some started sure. with the girl. So sure. like Jessica said, you know what I yeah. mean. Um, and then so to Kenny, to the other one, to Kenny and... So yeah, I think I think Kenny and Kelly, again, you know, I'm not there for every single right. conversation and we're not there, you know, around the clock and people go and have, you know, private conversations. I will tell you that, you know, it is certainly um, conceivable that Kenny and Kelly said, hey, you know what, I'm not sure we want to go through this, right? And I'm not sure we want to do this and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. All I will tell you well, is that's that... Kenny, I, but, the, the, the but, shots of Kenny... Like after. Well, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. All I'll tell you is when you watch the actual footage right. of that day and you see Kelly's emotion and you see Kenny's emotion, and I know for a fact, because I was there and we had a conversation, I know that Kenny would have said I do had Kelly said I do. I know for a fact. Right. And when you look at Kelly's sister talking to her and Kelly's sister looks like she's watching her Kelly sister looks like she's watching Kelly go through a slow motion crash, you know, because yeah. she's looking at her like, what are you doing? You're throwing away the best guy you've ever been with. You are a complete idiot. And, yep. and, and so, you know, you can say whatever you know, people again, so many people have experienced judgment. You can come up with stories to, to, you know, revisionist history to defend yourself and say, Oh, well, it was this or, Oh, it was that. And all I can say is, we try to tell the mm-hmm. honest truth about their stories and we put it out there and you know it, it it's as you know as honest as we can be yeah but to the extent of having those emotional bonds created in the pods like with Mark and Jessica i felt like that she was constantly reliving that experience and that's why she was still going on with the experiment and then with the fact that Kelly said no I mean, to what extent can we say, hey, listen, I just don't feel the chemistry. That's the one thing that I can't put my finger on it. And I mean, how do you go about it and explain that? So I think it's just, yeah, she was throwing away a great guy. But at the end of the day, if you don't feel that like that spark, that chemistry, that thing within the skin, you know, do you force it? Do you say uh, yes? I'm not saying or? it was the wrong decision. I'm saying well, her I'm sister, asking, yeah. her sister was looking at her going, oh my God, I can't believe you're doing yeah. that. Well, all I'm saying is that I think the feelings and the emotion there, and, and when you look at Kelly after the wedding saying, you know, his feelings apparently for me are more than mine are for right. him. That's a very real, you know, insight mm-hmm. into her mind. I'm not saying that she made the wrong decision. You don't want to marry someone because there's pressure on you to do that. That's moronic, mm-hmm. right? No, why, no, I would never want anyone to do that, mm-hmm. to make that kind of decision. But, you know, I think that, I think that the, the journey that you and the other people went on the show was very real and authentic oh, yeah. in terms of the feelings that were created. And you even see that in a reunion. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about a year, uh, you right. know, almost you know, a year well, and a half later, and Kelly is still, still... Choked up. Look on who's reunion. sitting across from you. I mean, talk about learning yeah. something at the reunion. Did yeah. you? I mean, after what we saw, and I don't want to get too far ahead, but did you think this? You know that that she and, and Damien were going to be in this room that we're in today after what you filmed that day at the wedding. Well, I think that if again you watch the you watch the finale and you you see what Damien says um, and you see what he says at the bachelor party um you know where he says that he he loves Gigi and you know that um 
you know, he always will love her. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, the, again, we had a ton of, um, material that we could right. put in the show and we tried to with the material that we chose to you know encapsulate people's real feelings and i think that his feelings were so strong for you um that Gigi, that uh um that's why we wanted to put that in there because mm-hmm. i think we felt like um in a, in a very different way mm-hmm. than if you looked at a kenny and kelly where like that was just that's done that's you it. know and it was done and you know but but you obviously said I do mm-hmm. and he said you know talked about how much he loved you mm-hmm. and so I think just based on those feelings alone as hard and conflicted and emotional as as and messy mm-hmm. as all of that was I think I always believed that you had such a an incredible bond mm-hmm. and you know sometimes that can become explosive, mm-hmm. you know, and tempestuous. But I think that if there was anyone that I believed might actually, you know, um, continue to try to figure it out just because there's so there's so much great stuff there, it, it was you too. Wow. All right. I think we got it all. Cool. Um, just real quick, anything you do different? I know you're probably going to say no, but is there anything that you feel like, ah, if only I'd put this in? Uh No. Yeah, exactly. Why not? Yeah. Right? It's the number one show in the world. It's worked yeah. out pretty darn well. Uh, congratulations on the success. Thank Thanks you so for, much uh, for sitting with us and answering some questions. I think we kind of covered it all that people might want answered. Nice well, to see you. I appreciate you, you having me. Thank you so much. Next episode, uh, we mentioned it. We will talk to Damien. Maybe, I, like I said, I think I'm just going to get out of here, G. I'll let you oh. take that one. Subscribe to Love Insight on iHeartRadio or however you get your podcasts. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.